Baruch Hashem, we spent together this wonderful Shabbos, these three wonderful days, to hear the Vaitoira, the Vichizuk. And um, it is already, Baruch Hashem, years that the Bezriel Zangazunt makes these gatherings, these Yachikala. And it's Muhammad me to say. A last word. Um, <clears throat> if you notice on the the schedule, Rebbe Zriel is to speak this afternoon again. Now, <clears throat> so therefore I will take the opportunity. Rabbi Tabar Zangazunt, during this seminar, the first time, we finally working as a team and slashing at each other. And with his <clears throat> explanation... I'm holding a telescope and he's holding a microscope. And of course, both are equally important. Mitzad Echad, on one side, you need a telescope to see worlds which are far from us and that we tend to forget. The beauty of a Shabbos, the importance of a davening. And another hand, not less important, maybe sometimes more important. We need a microscope to look at ourselves, how beautiful and how great we can be, how precious our neshama is, and to what madregis of Kiddush Hashem in the embrace of the generations, what place we can take in Hashem's final plan which embraces the whole creation. And Rabbi Taber in his last lecture exp- exp- used the word, put away the telescope for a moment and take the microscope. And here I'm back again with the telescope. And this will be my, my, my drasha today. And as I mentioned, he'll have the last word this afternoon. Now, I'm saying this as an uh, introduction to what the, the discussion I'm going to say today Bezir Hashem, should help that I should be able to express the Nukuda that I'm trying to bring out. I will start off with <coughs> very soon, Bezir Hashem, exactly one week from now, we'll have a Shavuos. Now, <coughs> there is a Minig, the Yisrael, which all of us know. Not all of us participate in this Minig. Probably most of us. All well, this discussion, probably not. That there is a minute called Tikkun Leil Shavuos. Shavuos is a very precious day. It is a day of Kabbalah Satir. The Torah was given on Shavuos. And the night of Shavuos is an extremely vital time in every person's life. The Ari HaKadosh says that to stay up and to learn all this night... If someone is zeichet to learn, to study through the, through the night, of course it's not such an easy thing because the Mishnah Buravari had said that Yeshiv Botl Kiyoshindami, if you do nothing, if you just walk around and talk or if you dream, even if you don't sleep, it's as if you're sleeping. But, but I mean, of course it's, a, it's, for, it's for great people as he, as he was. 
But this night is a, a night which you could be zeichad, the Rebbe kind of says that you won't be it's a very, very precious, very precious time. Now, some Talmud uh, have the minute to stay up all night and to learn the Gemara Taisis. But there's a special tikkun, a special seder that was composed originally probably by the Shlo HaKadosh and later changed a little by Ariya HaKadosh. I don't know who was later, who was earlier. Called Tikkun Leil Shvois. And the setup is as follows. You try to embrace in, in an abridged way, in a concentrated way, call HaTorah Kula. You start off with Bereshis, and you say three Psukim of Parshas Bereshis, the first three Psukim, and then three Psukim, the last three Psukim. And then Parshas Noyach, and you go through the whole Torah. Three Psukim in the beginning of every Parsha, and then three psukim in the end of every parsha till you finish the whole Torah. And then after Torah you go to Nevi'im. Three psukim beginning of Yeshua through the last psukim of Yeshua. And then Ksuvim. According to the Riyah Kodesh, that's the most important part of the Tikkun. And the meaning of Ashkenazim is that they continue with Mishnayis. And you learn the whole Mishnah, the first Mishnah of every Mesechta and the last Mishnah of every Mesechta. And then Tariyad Mitzvahs in short. In other words, the message is, in a very short, abridged, concentrated way, to go through Kol HaTorah Kulam. All of the Torah. Torah, Nevi'im, Ksuvim, and all of Shas. And Tariq Mitzvahs. And some have a minute to learn pieces of Zohar Kodesh. To embrace on this precious night, when the Torah was given, Kol HaTorah Kulam. Now, there's a famous story that the Dubin Magid was a guest by the Vilna Goyim. And after the Shavuos Suda, they came to Shul. And the Vilna Goyim sat down to say Tikkun. I think you all know that this Tikkun is not only just to say Kola Terekula, but there are, there are beautiful and wonderful Suda's and secrets of the Torah of this Minhik to say Tikkun. And the Goyen and his Talmudim sat down to say Tikkun. And the Dubin Amagi took out a Gemara and started learning. So the Goyen says, aren't you going to say Tikkun? And the Dubin Amagi answered with his famous way of answering every question with a marshal. He said, there was once <coughs> a merchant that had a big, a big factory of all different kinds of materials. And he had in front of the there was a store where he sold the materials. And there was a show window. And in the show window, there was a sample of all the materials that he was selling. All different colors and all different textures. He had samples of all his materials. A fellow walks by, and he sees this fellow is obviously very rich, and he's selling samples. So he goes, and he buys himself a little piece of red material, a little piece of white material, a little piece of black material, Wool, silk, rayon, cotton. And he gets himself a whole suitcase of samples. And he goes around and he's selling samples. And for some reason people aren't buying. And he's not becoming rich. She says, why? This fellow shows samples and, he, and they give him <laughs> loads of money. So they say, silly man. He's not selling samples. He is showing a sample 
of the rolls and the yards of material that he has in his stack. When you have a stack house of yards and yards and rolls of material, then you can show a sample. But if all you have is a sample, what is it worth? And Dubin Magi said to the Vilna Goyen, he says, you are a Goyen, and you know Kola Torah Kula, you're versed in all of the Torah. When it comes through this night, you're showing your samples, a little piece of Bereshis, a little piece of Noach, a little piece of Nevi'im, a little piece of Ksuvim. He says, I should say, Tikkun, I have nothing in my stackhouse. I'm a, I'm a pauper. I'm not going to sell samples. At least in this night. <laughs> Let me learn a black more. Now, I, at this, in this lecture, I'm not going to even try to suggest to any of the people sitting here on the night of Shavuos, whether to say Tikkun or to say Lerm Gemara, this is not my subject. What I'm going to start off my lecture to this, this, this morning, this Beis of Hashem, is to try to give a small explanation. What is a little bit of the essence of the meaning of this custom on Leil Shavuos to say Tikkun? In other words, in a short, abridged way, to embrace and to go through Kol HaTerekulam. And again, as we had mentioned, the Dubin Magad says, what's the meaning of showing samples? A little piece of Breshis, a little piece of Noach, a little piece of Lech Lecha, a little piece of Nevi'im, a little piece of Brachas, Shabbos, Erevim, Sachim. What, 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 is, what does it express and what does it mean? And this will be, to start off the subject I'm trying to bring out today, to give a little explanation of what is Tikkun Leil Shavuos. Now, Shavuos is the day of Matan Now, it's very important for us to know we are today exactly one week before Shavuos. Exactly. As we counted this wonderful day, exactly six weeks to Oymer. We are one week before Shavuos, and next week, Be'ezim Hashem, we will have the most wonderful day as I mentioned yesterday, Chazal tell us that this is the, the day when, according to everybody, the only day of the year, this is the happiest day in Jewish life. The day that we were zeichet to turn. Now, <clears throat> this is a wonderful day of Matan Torah. Now, it's first of all very important for us to know that Matan Torah the, the, the day that Torah was given and the whole experience of Kabbalah Sat Torah, it's extremely important for us to know that the experience of Kabbalah Sat Torah is different than the wonderful historic experiences that the world and the Jewish people went through and appreciated. Pesach, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, happened on that 15th day of Nisan, so many thousand years ago, and only then. When we come to Aleel Seder, we say, Chayiv Odom, a person is obligated, Leroy says, Atzmoy, Ki'ilu Mitzrayim, to feel in himself as if he went out of Mitzrayim. As if he went out of Mitzrayim, but he didn't go out of Mitzrayim. None of us sitting by the Leil Seder were factually in Mitzrayim. We weren't in Egypt. 
we have the appreciation and we sing to Hashem with the understanding that if Hashem would not have taken our forefathers out of Mitzrayim we would have been enslaved to Tretim Mitzrayim but factually Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is a piece of history we relive it today with our simcha and appreciation but we don't factually go out of Mitzrayim. The same is true with Sukkot. When the Jewish people went out of Mitzrayim, Basukah is Hayshat is B'nai Yisrael Mitzrayim. Either it was literal Sukkot or non covet it is something that happened so many years ago. And we relive it today in our Yom Tif. Matan Torah is historically not an episode, not something, an experience that happened so many years ago. In truth, in simple way of understanding Torah, every time a Jewish child learns Torah, he is experiencing a Matan Torah. What was Matan Torah? Matan Torah was HaKadosh Baruch Hu Har Sinai and taught us Torah. Now, learning Torah in its simple definition, is Ki Hashem Yitein Chochma Mipiv Das Utvun. Every time a, le- a Jewish child learns Torah, he is learning Torah with Hashem. This is one of the foundations of Yiddishkeit. Now, the original Matan Torah was accompanied by Koilois Ubrokim, by thunders and lightning. And this is also not only history. The Gemara says, that there was a bris of Alisha ben Avua when he was a baby and was invited to the bris Kol Gedoli Yerushalayim. All the tzaddikim of Yerushalayim, including the two great sages, Rebbe Leyezer and Rebbe Yeshua. And they were sitting and sitting, and they, all the Gedoli Yerushalayim were sitting and singing Zmiris. And Rebbe Leyezer says to Rebbe Yeshua, Inu askim bididhu, Aral askim bididhat. They are doing what they, what they do. They are singing Zmiris to Hashem, it's wonderful. But let us do our job. And they were learning And they were studying Torah in the correct order from Torah to Nevim and Nevim to Ksuvim. And the words were beautiful and enlightened and rejoicing as, as a time was given from Sinai. And Yorad Eish and a fire came and engulfed the house. Avua came running and said to the sages, Rabbis, you're trying to burn my house. And he says, no, we're learning Torah. We're learning Torah with the beauty that was given from Sinai. On our Sinai, fire came. We're learning Torah in your house, fire came. Which is a very clear message that today in Tovshi Yunun Dalit, in the end of the year Tovshi Yunun Dalit, any of the people sitting here, if we will be able to learn Torah, with the greatness and the beauty that it was learned on Har Sinai, then we would experience the Koilos and the Brokim and the Onon and the Eish and everything. Because Maimon Har Sinai was just an expression of learning Torah in its completeness. And it's something that we have and possess till this very day. So the first thing you must know is that Shvuis is a day which is very specially designated to have this appreciation of Maimon Har Sinai, 
But really, every day we can make a mamon harsin. When we learn Torah, well, we should. Now, since we had came, we went by this point that Maimon Har Sinai is something which is living with us today. What really is the special expression of Maimon Har Sinai, and why really did Hashem set up His way of learning Torah with, his, with, the, with the Jewish people that we make a bracha Hamalamed Torah leAmo Yisrael? Hashem continuously learns with us Torah. Now we, and this is not my subject, but let me just repeat what I said before. We are Yiddish kinder, we are Jewish children, and we are intelligent enough as Jewish children and as people in this generation to know that not everything that we don't see, we don't know. We must know that this is as simple as simple can be. That when you sit and learn Torah, and this is Nagea to the men's side, Nagea to the women's side, when a Jewish child sits and learns Torah, he is learning with Hashem. And Chazal tell it to us in Pirkei Ovis with so many words. It says that, A Jewish child is learning Torah, Hashem is with him. There is no such metzias as learning Torah by yourself. Learning Torah is with Hashem. We don't always see Hashem learning with us. We don't have the appreciation to feel Hashem learning with us. You have to learn a long time to see the Siyata Deshmaya, to get a taste in the beauty of learning Torah, and to know how beautiful learning Torah is. But this is a foundation in Yiddishkeit that we learn Torah with Hashem every moment of our time spending learning Torah. And the question is, why really did Hashem set us up in such a situation? Are we really such, how should I say it, such a... Um, so, so, so so limited that we can't learn Torah by ourselves. There are a lot of chokhmas, a lot of wisdom in the world. When someone learns mathematics, now the wisdom of mathematics is chokhmas Hashem. Hashem threw it into His world and you can pick it up off the street. You can learn mathematics by yourself. That's why you can learn mathematics in university. You can learn mathematics in a, in a co-ed mixed, mixed school. Because you don't need Hashem is Hashem doesn't have to be there. But for some reason, Torah doesn't work over there. It was tried now a generation, it doesn't work. Torah has to be only where Har Sinai is. Why did Hashem limit us to such a situation that Torah is learned only with Hashem? And the answer is, because Hashem is a Kol And this is the foundation of creation, the foundation of Yiddishkeit. Now I'm starting off with Torah. And my theme that I'm trying to bring through is, even though I might sound a little, how should I say it, <laughs> unrevolutionary, I might sound a little simple, it is very important for us to know that what we, how should I say it, what we know and we discuss so many times, it is so in the most simple form as can be. HaKadosh Baruch is the Bailim, is the master of this world. And everything that happens in this world, it is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's doings. Now let me start off a moment with Torah as we start off. When you learn Torah, you're learning with Hashem. Let us continue for a moment. Let us talk about general Judaism. 
The Gemara says, Tzoyfe Rosho L'Tzadik Umovakish L'Hamisoy. It's a posik, and let me translate. The Russia, the evil one, is looking after the Tzadik. And is trying to kill him. Hashem lo yazvenu. Hashem don't let, doesn't let him. And Rebbe said, Bocha Rebbe, Rebbe cried. He says, who is this Russia? That's the Yetzirah. The evil inclination in the person is looking after the Tzadik. And who is the Tzadik? Tzadik Gomor. The Yetzirah is running after the greatest Tzadik. Umavakesh lahamisoi, and he's trying to kill him. And the Gemara says, he's trying to make him Russia Gomor. He's trying to make him the most worst Russia. Hashem lo yazvenoi beyodai, Hashem doesn't let him. Il maleha kodesh boruchu oizrei eini yocholu. If Hashem wouldn't help this tzaddik, the Yitzhahar is stronger than he is. Now, we have to realize what this means. Rabbeinu HaKodesh, Rabbi Yudah HaNasu, the greatest sage of the Jewish people. The Yitzhahare is running after him and has the power to make him, I don't know what, what word to use, to make him Hitler. To turn him into Nebuchadnezzar. Rabbeinu HaKodesh, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Shmuel, the Chofetz Chaim. The Chofetz Chaim, the Chofetz Chaim for Stalin. Why didn't it happen? Hashem is watching now the question is, why did Hashem set up the world in such a funny way? Why to make such a strong Yetzirah, you can overpower all of us, and Hashem is holding him back. Why didn't Hashem create a balanced world? Make the youth a jewel like, like in, in the middle, and give him the power. Either I beat you up, or you beat me up. Either I overpower the Yetzirah, well, the Yitzhah overpowers me. Hashem didn't work it like that. Hashem gave him the power to kill him. To make the tzaddik a Rosh Gomor. And Hashem says, no, I'm not going to let you. Why did Hashem work it like that? And here we have again. The answer is, there are many answers. But I think the answer is, because if you would have the power to over the power of the Yitzhah, then your tzidkis is really your deeds. And Hashem wanted that this world is His world. And your tzidkis is Hashem's deeds. Your Torah is Hashem teaching you Torah. And your tzidkis is Hashem's helping you. And let us continue another phase in life. Parnosim. Parnosim. I think that everything I said until now, this third example you will relate to much easier. We need Parnosim. We need Parnassim. Now we would all want and we would love and appreciate. And we can't understand why does Hashem work in such a funny way. Hashem put me into this world and gave me a... a, a let him put two million bucks in the bank and I'll draw from the money. Hashem doesn't work like that. Every morning, I get up in the morning and whew, how am I going to cover those bills? And, it, and miraculously, years go by, and years go by, and Hashem helps you here, and helps you here, and you get a couple of bucks, and something falls in. Why does Hashem work like that? Take the gentleman sitting in front of you, standing in front of you. I, Baruch Hashem, have a wonderful family. I have, Baruch Hashem, a little above ten children. 
but the number is not important at this moment. Baruch Hashem, I married three, two children. And my third child is a chosen, getting married soon. And my first four of our sons. My daughters are still, still young. Now, four years ago, I, I think everyone knows how, how things look nice and sure. In America, it's not, it's not so easy. So four years ago, you know, when you, sometimes you walk in the street and you think. So of course, you think. So you make a cheshbon. A deer in Eretz Israel cost $120,000. Alright, we're talking about simple deer. $100,000 furniture costs another $20,000. It costs $130,000 to marry off a child. Right? So $130,000 to marry off a child. No, I'm not going to pay over myself. I'm going to pay here for whatever the is going to be. So each child is $65,000 to $70,000. $70,000 times 10. Let's leave the babies alone. So $700,000. We burnish one. Where am I going to get from my cradle $700,000? We burnish one. Even you're not going to make it this time. How are you going to get $700,000? For some way, my first son, Ambar Hashem he got married. So I say to myself, that's a mess. But it's not going to happen again. Then my second son became engaged. Wow, that was a mess. But it's not going to happen again. My third son became engaged. That was a mess. But, but what's going to be my fourth son? I'm, I'm going crazy. Three times the miracle happened. And I said to myself, you know, you know how to make nisim on boys. When the girls come up, what are you going to do? So I have a question. Now, I have enough sechel. I'm not stupid. I know Hashem is Baruch will help me. Hashem is Baruch will help me. I'll marry my children. One by one. Miracle after miracle. Just like all my friends and all my neighbors. And I'm Israel. So, but the question is, why does Hashem work like that? Why doesn't Hashem do it different? Let Hashem take $700,000. Why $700,000? $100,400,000. What's the difference already? Take a million four hundred thousand dollars. I should have plenty of opportunities. I bought maybe twice in my life, not more. I bought lottery tickets when I was stupid. I was stupid enough to buy lottery tickets, which is not our, you know. But sometimes a person really turns turns dumb. I should have could have bought me those, 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 those the million and a half bucks and put the money into the bank. And Rishlam, I promise you, Hashem is Baruch. I promise you that every time I make a chas and I take those those those, those, those hundred thousand dollars, I'll say Baruch Hashem. I don't know who it came from. Hashem doesn't work like that. You know why Hashem doesn't work like that? Because Hashem wants, that Hashem says, I want to marry your children. I don't want you to marry your children. I don't want you to marry, I know you can marry your children. This is my world. This, the world doesn't belong to you. Oh, the Marie Shine, Hashem said to him, this you call Shor. This is an axe. This is a Hamor. What's my name? Now, Hashem, uh, uh, the Russian could have said, you are Boire. You are creator. You, your name is Havaya. Havaya means everything is, all Havaya is, everything in existence is yours. That's not Hashem's name. He said, Hashem, you are Adnus. Aleph Dalet, you are the master. This is your world. You're the one who teaches us Torah. You're the one who helps us put our till in the morning. You're the one who brings Parnassah. You're the one who pays our bills. Hashem didn't give away his world. Hashem marries our children. Hashem pays our electric bills and our water bills and our grocery bills. And we're stupid enough, excuse the expression, that we don't learn. I told my mommy this Pesach. This Pesach, I told my mommy, and my parents, Baruch Hashem, came to me for Pesach. I had wonderful Pesach. I had a lot of guests for Pesach. My parents came to me. My father-in-law came to me. And my children came to me. It was a big Pesach. And 
I pay matzah over here. I, I hand matzah. The kids say the Pesach cost me a lot of money. It cost me a lot of money. I'm not going to tell you how much it cost me. And I said, Mommy, it was a, it was, it was a Pesach. Can I hear a buster of the dogim and matzahs? I paid over $1,000 for matzahs. Just for matzahs. I'm a curly young man. Miracles of miracles. I said, Mommy, you should know Hashem helped me. There's one thing that I'm worried about. One thing that keeps on worrying me. I said, This Pesach, he made miracles. Baruch Hashem, was a wonderful Yom Tif. What I'm worried about, what will be next Pesach? How you, how you can do it again. Next Pesach I'm worried about. That's what bothers me. Idiot, stupid. Excuse the expression. Hashem did it this Pesach. Think he won't do it next Pesach again? Yeah, but, but really, what will I do next year? How will I work it out? You know how you're going to work it out this year? You know how you can work it out? So the question is, why if Hashem gave me Gave me the, the possible to make a Pesach. So let him make two at a time. Let him make three at a time. No. I'll make this Pesach. And if I make two at a time, the next Pesach, you'll do the Pesach. No. I want to make your Pesach this year. Tovshin and Dal. Tovshin and I'll make your Pesach over again. And if you're stupid, you tear your hair out and you'll see the miracles. And if you're not stupid, smile and wait, wait for me to perform. And Hashem doesn't, doesn't disappoint us. We Baruch Hashem live, we have children. <laughs> anyone sitting here, anyone sitting here, try to make a little cheshbon. How much money did it cost you to live since you married to this very day? Where did this money come from? I want to ask the Manal of Yeshiva. He was crazy, he's going to be shook, he has a half a million dollars of chayvis. So I said, tell me, how, much, how long is Yeshiva in existence? He said, 15 years. How much is your budget? My budget is three quarters of a million dollars. She says, that's, that's ten million dollars. Where'd you get ten million dollars from? She says, oh, yeah, you know, he says, you know, I never thought about it. Hashem gave you 15 years, he gave you ten million. Where'd you get ten million dollars from? Shouldn't you be in debt five million dollars? So why didn't Hashem give us the money put away? The answer is, because Hashem is adoin ha'olam. Now, this point is extremely important for us to know. Not only in Hashkofe, but in Halochel Now the Halochel is very simple. We are taught by our teachers the importance of Maisim Ketanim. The importance of small deeds. We are taught by our teachers, and this is one of the essential points of Torah. Don't belittle the littlest mitzvah. Chazal tells us in so many words, have a Zohir be careful the mitzvah kala ki Be careful with a small mitzvah like the strongest mitzvah. Now we are taught in the Tabra's explanation because if you want to know what a mitzvah is, look at it with a microscope and see how great the essence of a mitzvah. Now what I'm trying to introduce today is that's not the true explanation. Let me tell you a little story. Safka Sof, there's, there's an audience here. Pay, giving me, giving me the, the COVID of sitting listening to my, to my drusha. I'll have to make, I, I will, in your honor, for some of you people who really aren't interested in my, my graggering, a few beautiful stories. I want to tell you a beautiful story, a Emma beautiful story, which is Mama Shemaisa Shehoyim. I heard the story from Rabbi Yazid Pilz, Rosh Hashiv of Tifrach. There's a young man in Bnei Brak, a young man in Bnei Brak, Talmud Chochim, that had a friend, they learned he's a Panovish young man. He learned in Panovish. And he has a friend that also learned in Panovish. And got married. And went and got a job as a Rav and a, a, a Magadshir in Switzerland. One day he gets a letter. 
with an invitation and a ticket. You're my friend. I'm marrying off my first daughter. Please be my guest. Come to me to the wedding to Switzerland. I'm inviting you to the wedding. And he gave him a ticket. Please, I want you to be present at my daughter's wedding. Now, he couldn't figure this out. This, this young man in Switzerland was a good friend of his, but not a very good friend. He wasn't a close friend. They said hello to each other. They were talking learning with each other. So he called him up. He found his telephone. He called him up. And he says, tell me, he says, why am I, what are you so excited about, about our friendship that you send me a ticket and an invitation? So he says, I'll tell you the truth. I have a chorus hat to I owe you a favor because you once did me a favor. What did I do you a favor? When did I ever do you a favor? I'll tell you. He says, I was a bach learning in Yeshiva Ponovich. And I wasn't matzliach. I didn't go. I was sabroch. I was broken. My learning wasn't matzliach and I had no friends and I came from Switzerland. I didn't know the language. And I decided it's too much for me. I'm going back home. And if I would have gone back home, so I wouldn't be a Talmud Chochem today. I was just about much, uh, three quarters of the year after I came. And I decided going back home and I bought a ticket. And that night I had a plane to go back home. And I was in the yeshiva and I wasn't feeling so good about it. And you walked over to me and you saw my collar was turned in. You walked over and you straightened my collar. Didn't say a word. You walked over and you picked up my jacket you straightened up my collar. At that moment, I said to myself, I didn't think anybody sees me at all. I didn't think anybody knows me. I didn't think anybody looks at me. If this gentleman, could, if this bochah could straighten my collar, that means that there's someone, my collar. You know what a collar is? Not a collar, a collar. If this gentleman could straighten my collar, that means someone is looking at me. And I canceled my ticket and I stayed in Ponyush and I became a Talmud Chochem. And I have a curse, a taif to you. And I want you to come to the chast of my first door. Isn't this a beautiful story? This, this is beautiful. Now, you know hundreds of stories like that. You do something small. It didn't occur to this young man. He walked over, he sees a, sees a bocher, a Swiss bocher, and he straightened out his collar. And he made him for a Talmud Chochem. Now, what I'm trying to bring out is as follows. We think, look at the greatness of a mitzvah. A small mitzvah, you straighten out the collar of a, of a young boy. You give someone attention. You say good morning to somebody. You think it's a small mitzvah. This could be earth shattering. This is where we are taught Yiddishkeit. I today would like to say that is not, that's, not the, that's not the real understanding. The real understanding is as follows. When you do a small mitzvah, the capacity of your mitzvah is just to make this fellow feel good, not more. But Hashem takes your mitzvah Hashem takes your mitzvah. Hashem said, this is my world. I was waiting for this young man just to do something. He did something very minute. I take his mitzvah and I'm going to perform. Hashem performs according to this mitzvah. Hashem takes what he did and builds a Talmud Chochem from his mitzvah. And that's why it's important that it should be Hashem's world. Because if it be our world, then everything we would do would be with our capacity and our greatness. Hashem says, it's my world. And you sit and learn a black Gemara. So if I would throw the Torah into the world and say, you learn Torah, then it would be your Torah. Hashem says, no, you learn Torah and I'm there. I'm putting Torah into your mouth. And the Torah has Hashem's capacity, Hashem's kedusha, Hashem's greatness. Now, as I had said, I'm going to make this lecture interesting. I'll tell you two more beautiful stories. 
I'll tell you a second story. Again, a small mitzvah. A small mitzvah. Really, I don't need his madrasha. Just to make people sitting here that are bored, they shouldn't be completely bored. This is a beautiful story. I'll tell you a second beautiful story. This story I heard from a good friend of mine. I really can't call him a friend. He's an elder, another choshev moed, which I think anyone, everyone here should get to know. One of the, one of the very choshev personalities of our generations. His name is Rabbi Zeril Talbert. Anyone who knows him, if you don't, get to know him. He told me a beautiful story. He once <coughs> there was, he had a relative, Zangazunt, in Hungary. And Nebuch in Hungary, not too many years ago, just now in modern generation, Nebuch, <coughs> no Yiddish kite, and had a family with children. And he was sitting in Hungary. And the family was trying to convince him to come to New York, to Bechanach, your children. So Bezir told me he went to visit him. And he sat in his house and he was telling him, come to New York, we'll give you a house. He couldn't convince him. And this cousin offered him a glass of tea. And he offered a glass of tea. He took a little spoon and mixed it with sugar. But Talbot told me I had, a, I had a terrible fight within me. Should I drink the tea? What happened? There was a spoon. So did I make the tree tra- the tea trave? Eh, let's say it's milichik. It's a milichik a spoon. Cholavakum, maybe it's cholavakum, it's not a benyoyme. Bekitzer, I had a thousand reasons to say that it's kosher. But I said, no, I'm not going to drink it. So he says, Israel, I can't drink this tea. Do me a favor, bring me another glass of tea without a melechik a spoon, without a spoon. Nothing happened. He brought another glass of tea. Years went by, this fellow decided on his own. He came to New York and has today a wonderful family of B'nai Torah. So Bazil told me, he says, this cousin once told me, he says, Israel, he says, you know why I came? Because I saw that you're in my house. You can't drink a glass of tea in my house. If you can't drink a glass of tea in my house, I have to get out of my I have to go to New York to, 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 to raise a family of B'nai Torah. Beautiful story. Now again, Rabbi Tavar with his microscopic theory, he says, a small mitzvah, a chumrah, not to use a milichat spoon with a chashash You think it's small. It's, it's greatness of greatness. Take a look how it could build Yiddish families. And I say, that's not the pshat. The pshat is, if you do a small mitzvah, then Hashem comes into the picture. Hashem says, it's not your world. All you did was a chumrah in Hilchus Basu V'cholov. Hilchus Basu V'cholov, a little chumrah, cannot make Yiddish families. But Hashem says, it's, if it will be your world, then what you did is not enough, but it's my world. I am Adon Kol Haaretz. You did a little mitzvah, you invited Hashem to perform, now I'm coming to perform. You did a little mitzvah, you'll see what I'll do. I'll take your mitzvah, and I'll build Yiddish families, Doris generations of B'nai Torah, for your little mitzvah. And that's why Hashem set up His world. That He is Adon Kol Haaretz. This is not our world. We do mitzvahs, we do small deeds, we learn Torah. I promise you three stories. Here's story number three. A beautiful story. Beautiful story. Which, I, which maybe is not such a small mitzvah, it's a big mitzvah. But it's a beautiful story, it's a true story. I heard this story from my nephew, who is, <coughs> who just is, is within the, the, the year of Vedas of his father. His name is Meshavar Parnas. And this story is of his great-grandfather. It's a beautiful story. His great-grandfather, now his grandfather, not my, my nephew's grandfather, was a little boy, 
when his parents came to the United States of America. And like those few mishpachas, they came to America looking for a job. On Monday they take a job, and on Shabbos they say they're sick. The next Shabbos they're out of a job. He couldn't get a job with Shmir Shabbos. He couldn't get a job, and they had rented an apartment. And this goes back early years in the United States. Couldn't get a job with Shmir Shabbos. Didn't have what to eat. Didn't have what to live. The boss of the, he had rented an apartment in an apartment house, and they threw him out, and it was winter. Threw out the whole family with the, with the little table that they had onto the snow. The Goisha superintendent had Rahmanas in them and says to the man, he says, he says to the father, you're going to be out in the snow with your children, they're going to get sick, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get pneumonia. But you can walk around the snow. Come into the coal cellar. Down on the bottom of the apartment house is a coal cellar. Over there is swarm. You can live over there. He moves in with his family, the children, into the coal cellar. One day, this little boy, who was the grandfather of my nephew, He's playing out in the this, in this snow. And a, and a man walks by with his friend. And he says, look at this little Schwarzer, this little Negro boy that knows Yiddish. So the little boy says, I'm not a Schwarzer. I'm a Yiddish kid. Why do you call me a Schwarzer? Why do you call me a Schwarzer? He says, why is, he fat, why is he face black? She says, because I live in a coal cellar. She lives in a coal cellar. Why do I live in a coal cellar? Because my father doesn't have money to buy. Says, he wants to see what's going on. He t- walks into the coal cellar. And he meets this, the father, and he says, why do you live in the coal cellar? She says, I can't afford an apartment. Why can't you afford an apartment? Why don't you work? I can't get a job. I want to keep Shabbos. He took out $500. $500 in those days, I think, everyone sitting knows $500 is. $500, and he, he became, it was in the spoil. He says, take $500 and get yourself a decent apartment. So he says, do you keep Shabbos? She says, no. She says, look, I never accepted money from someone who doesn't keep Shabbos. I don't want to accept the money. But today the circumstances are different. Today the circumstances are different because this is not really my, this is not, this is not, this is not my, my wife and my children living in a cold cellar. I can't not accept the money. Do me a favor, let me ask my wife. If she will agree not to accept the money, then I won't accept the money. If she wants the money, then I'll take the money, the $500. The man walks after him, calls his wife, and in front of this nodif, a Jewish, a Jewish man, a rich man, he says, this man wants to give us $500 and he doesn't keep Shabbos. I never took money from someone who doesn't keep Shabbos. Should I take the money or not? So she says, you know, if you never took money from someone who doesn't keep Shabbos, don't take the money. He gave back the $500. This rich young man goes home and tells his wife and says, you know, I saw something today very amusing and very stupid. There was a young, I went a family living in a coal cellar. I gave them $500 and he wouldn't receive the money because I don't keep Shabbos. Have you heard anything like that in your life? He tells his wife. So she starts crying. And she says, you know, when we came from Europe, we also kept Shabbos. And you promised me that we just have to make some money. And the moment we make some money, you're going to start keeping Shabbos again. And now you look how rich you are. And now you see your family doesn't want to take money from you because you don't keep Shabbos. And she started crying. The kids at the end of the story is they made up and they went back to the family. We promised from today on to keep Shabbos. And the family became a family of Shemesh Shabbos and built generations of Erlech Hayid. Just, just, just to, this had nothing to do with my lecture, just a beautiful story. We don't know what a moment of mysterious Nefesh. And again, here, 
Again we see, a moment of mysterious nefesh can build generations. So we think, because look at the greatness in a moment of mysterious nefesh. I feel that's not the real explanation. The real explanation is because this is Hashem's world. Hashem takes our little mitzvah. Hashem takes our little piece of mysterious nefesh. And Hashem says, this is a seed. You know how much an apple seed this mitzvah. This is my mitzvah. You did it for me? Give it to me. And Hashem, the smallest mitzvah builds generations. You could fix the color of a Jewish child. And I'm telling you, the third the story is a story, you understand, a person made a serious nefesh. The first story I told you, he went over to a boy and fixed his collar. And the boy says, you know, someone's looking at me. And he stayed in yeshiva and he became a ben Torah. Generations of Torah. Is that really the, the, the capacity of a mitzvah? The Bezir says, yes, and I also agree. But the depth, I think, is, Hashem says, the mitzvah, I take the mitzvah. Because it's Hashem's world. And that's why Hashem insists on teaching us Torah. You know why? Hashem says, you know, you go home, come home at night, take out a sefer, and learn a blat gemara. So you say to, you say to yourself, what is, the, what is the capacity of my blat gemara? So the Rebbe will tell you, you don't know what greatness lies in a blat gemara. That was Rabbi Tavo's theme through the whole seminar. And my theme, and we're working together, both are true. Your blood Gemara is your blood Gemara. Hashem takes your blood Gemara, Hashem says, it's your blood Gemara. Who taught you the blood Gemara? I left the Shemayim, Shmei HaShemayim. I left the Kisei HaKovet. And I came down to your house to teach you blood Gemara. This is my blood Gemara. This is my blood Gemara. This is Shekhinah HaKadosh, this is Kedusha. It's my blood Gemara. Oh, Hashem's blood Gemara. Hashem's blood Gemara can build generations. And that's why Hashem set up Judaism. So you fear Rosh Hashanah You're not able to put on tefillin in the morning. Because if you can put on tefillin in the morning, if you can put on tefillin in the morning, then it's your tefillin. Hashem says the Yitzhar is stronger than you. Hashem Yitzhar will say, tefillin? Sorry. I gotta sleep till 9 o'clock. Everyone loves to sleep till 9 o'clock. And 9 o'clock you gotta run to business. Hashem says, no, I'm going to wake you up in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to send you, you have no koyach. I'm going to wake you up 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to send you to the Besmedrish. I'm going to help you put on filling. I'm going to help you daven. What's the difference? Why can't I daven on my own? Because if you daven on your own, it's your davening. How great is your davening? If it's Hashem's mitzvah. Hashem says, it's my mitzvah. You'll see what I could do with my mitzvahs. And that's why Hashem insists on supporting us. Hashem very easily can put for, for, for any of us a million dollars in the bank. Enjoy, support yourself. No, Hashem says, it's my world. I want to feed you. I want to feed your children. I want to help you. I, I want you to know that you're living in Hashem's world. You should know that this is Hashem's world. Everything you have is my Kodesh Baruch Hu. Because Hashem wants to love us. Every time we pay an electric bill, it's a kiss from Hashem. If Hashem will put a million bucks in our bank... We'd say, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem isn't a kiss. But if we got, we got a big red thing that you're going to turn off the electricity. And somehow, Baruch Hashem, we're married 30 years and Baruch Hashem, electricity is still burning. And we look back and say, Shalaylam. Who did it? Hashem says, it was I who did it. And every day, every bill, 
every tuition, every grocery bill, every Pesach, every sutkala, every dress for the medale. It's a kiss from Hashem. It's a matone. It's an expression of love. That's, what it, that's why we live, because we live in Hashem's world. Hashem didn't give away His world, Bashem Oifen. And the same is true in family life. The Gemara says, what does Hashem do? What does Hashem do? What Hashem does? What kind of question is that? But the Gemara says, Hashem says, you know what I do? A third of the day, I learn Torah. And part of the day, I forgot what it says there. And the rest of the time, I'm Mezavik Zivugim. I make couples. Mezavik Zivugim. so many chasanas. And the answer is yes, Mezavik Zivugim. You know what Mezavik Zivugim means? Mezavik Zivugim means you have a young man called Yankel and his wife called Rachel and they live a wonderful life. They live a wonderful life. You want to live a wonderful life? They think, well, why not? We like each other. We get along. <laughs> it's a mistake. It's a mistake. You come from your background and she comes from her background. There is no way to get two people together that they should go through a lifetime. Hashem is mezavek zivugim. Hashem brings happiness into the family. And all of a sudden when she, when she does something which she doesn't like, Hashem is there to keep his mouth, in English called shut, and to keep her mouth closed. Hashem is helping us. It's Hashem's family. It's Hashem's children. It's Hashem... It's Hashem is Mazavik Zivugim. Why can't Hashem set us up? We should take care of ourselves. Because if you take care of yourself, it wouldn't be a base amigdash. What do you have to do? Plant little seeds. Do little mice. Invite Hashem. Be nice to each other. Try to keep try to keep your midis. Learn Torah. Davin. These are clean amaiselach. These are little seeds. Hashem says, let me. You just do your little maisim, I'll take over. And let me come back to Leil Shavuos. Leil Shavuos is a wonderful night. We have a minig as we had started by saying it's a puzzling minig. We learn little excerpts of Torah. What are learning lots of Torah? The Dubin Market said, let's learn a Blat Kimura. Now again, I'm not trying to introduce whether to say Tikkun or to learn a Blat Kimura, just to explain the minig. On Leil Shavuos we say, today is the night of the Matan Torah. I, we, we, I, um, I learned in yeshiva, I'm a Talmud Chochem, a man, etc., etc. What's my capacity of Torah? How great can I be? I look at myself. Hashem is giving out Torah. So I say to myself, I want Torah. So Hashem says, alright, how much Torah do you want? How much Torah do you want this year? How much Torah do I want? So I measure myself, let me see. Um, I'm going to learn Baba Kama. I want 10 pages of Baba Kama. How much can I learn? 10 pages of Baba Kama. And then, let's say, the, the winter will come. 15 pages. I make a cheshman. Through the year. Last year I learned 25 blat. 50 blat. Dafayoimi. 300 blat. 300 blat. You know, this year, 500 blat. This is not Judaism. You know what I want this year? Kol ha-terikul. I want shas. I want terikul. Nevi'im. Ksuvim. I want brachas, Shabbos, Erevim, Pesachim, Kol HaTorah Kul. Did you, ever, did you ever pass by a Jewish library in the simplest Jewish house? In the simplest Jewish house? This is what I want. So the question is, that's what you want? Are you, are you, that's how you estimate yourself? So we say, I'm not estimating myself. If I would learn Torah, 
If Martin Torah, you'd put down a barrel of Torah and you'd say, gentlemen, pick as much as your capacity is. So, of course, I would pick 30 black Gemara. That's all my capacity is. My capacity is not 30 black Gemara. But you're giving Torah. Rebunishly, you know what I want? I want Kola Torah Kula. Hashem Yisbarach. Is there anything impossible for you? And we get Shavuos night, we say, Rebunishly, what do I have to do? Little seeds. Here, a little piece of gracious, a little piece of Noach, a little piece of Lech Lecha, Chayasara, a little piece of Brachas, Shabbos, Eidah, and Pesachim. You see, that's what I did. Now, Rebunishly, now you finish the job. This is my job. That's all I can do. I could say, gracious brother, Kim, and Shemayim, and the other says, "Say why not bad? Because you have pnei soim, v'roch alakim mechavas apnei moim, v'yerm alakim hiyor vayhiyor." That's my capacity. Now you fill in. You fill in. That's what shvuas is. What happens is the next day after shvuas, we forget that wonderful day. We forget the koilos who broke him. We forget the onon. We forget the greatness that we went through. And we say to Bnei "No, you keep out of it." Let me, let, let me take over. Well, we take over and that's what happens till next year. We keep on throwing HaKadosh Baruch out of our lives. HaKadosh Baruch wants to give us Parnassar. No, 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 let me take Parnassar. Let me do the job. So we ruin our families and we, and we, we bevatla our Zdorim. We have no time to learn. We have no time to daven. You know, just don't mix in. Chas v'sholem. So HaKadosh Baruch says, you know what, take over, enjoy it. Enjoy it. And that's the message of Matan Torah. The message of Matan Torah is, It's Hashem's world. And the same is true when we talk about, this is in the form of, of a seitoiv, of creation. Let's talk for a moment of Sumira. Someone has... Someone has, I don't want to be particular. Rabbi Talbot spoke about magazines, about videos, about televisions, about newspapers. I, I, I'm just repeating what was discussed. So you say to yourself, newspaper. What damage could a piece of newspaper do? What damage could a piece of newspaper do? The Sacha Kol I read the New York Times. What, what damage could it do? I always bring an illustration that I saw with my eyes. I saw with my eyes an illustration. I can't forget it. I was once Yom Kippur in a, in a shul. Ever since I was a child, the most precious moment of Yom Kippur is Musaf when the chazan falls current. I always had an assign. I, since I was a child, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to fall on the floor. I wanted to see the beautiful... I'm always jealous of that as this notion to see the men sitting, falling on the floor, the whole tzibur falling on their faces to Hashem al-Kei Yisrael in the base of Nigdash. And that nigdash, ay, 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 ay. It's it's a, it's an exciting moment for, and today lately I'm a chazan. It's the most precious moment, and you all know that there's a minig and it's a halacha. You're not gonna fall on the floor, especially in Israel, where the floors are of stone. Here in America, it's it's not easy to rise it, but all over it's a minig. You put you put little you put papers. I was once in a shul. I'm still with my eyes, and they gave out piece of paper to four kohen from Yom Kippur, and it was a piece of newspaper, New York Times. Everyone got a piece of New York Times. And one gentleman, I saw it, I saw it. He felt Kerman is reading the news. <laughs> so you ask him, what are you doing? He'll say, it's not a dirty paper, it's only the news. The New York Times. So you say, yeah, 
the New York Times, but when? In what situation? Where? Who? These words are And now's the time to read to read the New York Times. Everyone appreciates it. So you say, alright. But in the regular day, in my dining room, anything wrong with reading the news? The answer is. When you are Yom Kippur, you, what, is, what, is, what is the explanation? Because we all fear Yom Kippur is not our day. You know, there's a minute, the Jew, the, I'm Israel, Leil Yom Kippur, we're at Talas. In Halacha it says that you should put on the Talas before the Shki. Why? At night, Laila loves Man Tzitzis. At night, you can't make a bracha on the talus. Put on the talus before the shkir, make the bracha, and wear the talus through the night. The Ramchal has a different meaning. The Ramchal says, put on the talus at night, and don't make a bracha. He says, why? He says, during the year, it's your talus. Put on your talus and make a bracha. On Yom Kippur, it's not your talus, it's Hashem's talus. Put it on without a bracha because you can't make a bracha on Hashem's talus. That's what the Ramchal says in Kitzur Kavonis. He says, put on a talus at night, it's Hashem's talus. The greatness of a Jewish neshama on Yom Kippur is that our talus is Hashem's talus. So here you have a Jewish child wearing Hashem's talus. Could you imagine if someone gave me the Satan Rebbe's talus for half an hour? The Chofetz Chaim's talus? How much Kedush is in the Chofetz Chaim's talus? The Bikivegas Talus, how much would you pay for the Bikivegas Talus? There are people here that are struggling for Panosir. How much would you pay for the Bikivegas Talus? For Abayas Talus. On your kid, you put on Hashem's Talus. La Halochen, Ramchal says, don't make a bracha because it's not your Talus, it's Hashem's Talus. So you understand, when you're wearing Hashem's Talus, on your kid, this is not my day, this is a day of Siyata de Shemaya. When Hashem spills upon us way above our capacities. We are like Malachim. I didn't turn myself into a Malach. Hashem brings us to, to the capacity of Malachim. This Hashem's day. So if this, 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 this young man, I don't want to use foul language, if this moron, excuse the expression, if he can wear in Hashem's talis, in the middle of Tfilis Musaf, in the middle of Avodah, he's in the base of Migdash, if he can read the New York Times, so, so what's wrong? What's wrong is, that if it will be your day, so you take a recess, but, this, but you just, you, you, you're sending Hashem away. You're losing everything. So, my Reverend what I came to tell you this afternoon is, that every day we're wearing Hashem's talis. There's no such thing as Yom Kippur in Judaism. Yom Kippur is a sample to show us what a regular Sunday or a Monday or a Tuesday in Tavis and Shvater and Ador. We wear Hashem's talis. We do mitzvahs, Hashem's mitzvahs. To prove it, Chazal said, you can do a mitzvah for your life of you. The Yitzhahar will take Rabbeinu HaKadosh and turn him into Stalin if Hashem wouldn't help him. Hashem's mitzvahs. You couldn't learn a Bracious Baral Akim. Hashem is teaching you Bracious Baral Akim. You couldn't support yourself for a penny. Hashem is supporting you. So if you, in Hashem's house, in Hashem's setup, 
you're taking this nourish guy, this trash, you're somebody worth saying, Hashem, you know, stay in heaven. Because Hashem is not interested in your New York Times or in your radio. He knows it all. doesn't interest him. He's interested in your black Gemara. He's interested in your mitzvah. He's interested in seeing the way, uh, the way, the way an Isha and an Isha, the way Yankel and Rachel could talk together and make a Kiddush Hashem. He's interested in Mazavik Zavugim. This is his interest, Kaviyochah. This is his cup of tea. He doesn't need to read the news because he makes the news. And if you could bring into this house all that, all that trash, so it's again, you, you, it's, it's, it's not just like a, a mitzvah is not our capacity. A stupidity is not our capacity. You're chasing Hashem away. Sometimes I go on the plane and it's a big Nisayan. And I'm sitting, and here you have a big screen in front of you. It's, it's murder. You're sitting there three and a half hours, and that schmutz, that movie flashing in front of you. It's murder. And I say to myself, what would what be terrible if I don't? I'd have to close my eyes, go to sugar, and put something over your eyes, and if you gush and start walking around, and it's dark, and you can't disturb people. What would be to watch five minutes? And the answer is, you watch five minutes, Hashem is five minutes away. That's all, that's the answer. You could lose all your Yiddishkeit, you could lose all your terror, because it's not yours. If my Yiddishkeit would be mine, then I'd close my pocket, and I'd be careful with it. But if it's not your Yiddishkeit, and that's why you have a Chagash every year. And sometimes I say to myself, Yiddishkeit, forget Yiddishkeit, what's it about Parnosit? <laughs> you have to make a Chasnei after Tisha B'Av. You, 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 you watch a movie for five minutes, a little cartoon, you're sure there's no schmutz on there? And then Hashem, then you wait, Hashem says, you wait for me to help you <laughs> to buy a refrigerator. <laughs> you wait for me. That's what Hashem is telling us. It's not your world. And, and Hashem said to the mission, what's my name? Or the mission says, your name is Adnus. Your name is Aleph Dalad. Your master. It's your world, Hashem. We are, we are small and with Rabbi Tauber's microscope, is everything. We are claim to be claim. You could magnify it a million times. We do mitzvahs, we do good deeds, we learn a black Gemara. When my Rami does so, we close our mouths, we, try, we, we smile in the morning, we try to be nice to people. But this is not our greatness. Hashem says, whatever you do in my world, I take over. And all my drushes in the first Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Ekra, Lelokim, I call to God, to Hashem. Lekel Elyon, to Hashem of above. Lekel Goimer Olai, He finishes my jobs. When we do a mitzvah, Hashem finishes it. Asher Kedishon Levi Mitzvah Yisav. You learn Ashtikel Gemara, you just put in a seat. Hashem says, nah, you, you, you go right there, I'll take over. You said a nice word to somebody, you You walk into your house in the afternoon at night, you said a nice hello, it was a mitzvah. It was a mitzvah, it wasn't earth shattering. It was a mitzvah. Hashem says, you did it? Alright, now you, you go right there, let me take over. And Hashem builds our homes, mechanach our children, gives us generations. It's Hashem's world. And with this I finish my drosheh. It's Erev Shavuos. 
Vayered Hashem al Harsinai, that's what the theme of Shavuos is. The theme of Shavuos is that Hashem is here with us. That's the whole theme of Shavuos. He teaches us Torah, He helps us do mitzvahs, He supports us, He is with us. Let's not be so worried. Let's not, it's Hashem, let Hashem take over. It's His world. What do we have to do? Throw little seeds. Why? That's what Hashem wants. Safko Saf Hashem wants us to be in the picture. And that's Hashem says, say a nice word, say a dvar Torah, make a bracha, make a nice kugel for Shabbos, with a shtikl machshove. Say a nice word to someone who you're angry at. Say a nice word, you'll see how much love I'll put into your heart. So you say, Rebbe Shlalem, I need a miracle to build my home. Hashem says, everything in this world is miracles. There is nothing natural in this world, and this is the basis of, Jewish, of Judaism. Everything is miracles. Hashem does miracles for us every moment of the day. We just have to let Him. We just have to want. What do we have to do? Say a nice hello. Keep quiet. Be nice to people. You'll see what Hashem will do. You'll see what beauty Hashem can put into your life. You'll see how beautiful Hashem can raise your children. You see how beautiful Hashem can support your family. You see what a beautiful Tamil Chochem, what a beautiful young lady, a Yiddish Tzadik Hashem will make out of you. A Yiddish Tzadik Hashem will make out of you. You can't do it. Hashem can do it. And that's what Shavuos is. Shavuos is the day that Hashem says, let me take over. You say ticking. What's ticking? A little piece of braces, a little piece of noyach, a little piece of lech lecha, tayag mitzvahs, little pieces. That's all you need. Then I'll take over. I'll take over. Let me take over. Hashem shall help us. We should be Zechabez Hashem to Matan Torah and to all the brothers.